Welcome to the Abide Daily Podcast from Ecclesi of the Church in Salt Lake City, a time led by our pastors and others in our church to abide in God through prayer, reflection, and the reading of His Word together. Hi, this is Pam, and thanks for joining us today. As we begin our prayer and reading, let's start off by taking a moment to pause, be still, and be aware of God's presence. Let's take a moment to share with the Lord where we're at, what we're thinking and feeling, as well as thank Him for all that He's done, is doing, and will do. O God, the source of eternal light, shed forth your unending light upon us who watch for you, that our lips may praise you, our lives may bless you, and our worship today give you glory through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Lord, as I read your words in Scripture, I ask, Holy Spirit, that you lead me and give me understanding. Lord, I ask that you would draw near and meet with me and lead me into your kingdom today. Our passage today is Luke 16, 1 through 17, 10. He also said to the disciples, There was a rich man who had a manager, and charges were brought to him that this man was wasting his possessions. He called him and said to him, What is this I hear about you? Turn in your account of your management, for you can no longer be manager. And the manager said to himself, What shall I do, since my master is taking the management away from me? I am not strong enough to dig. I am ashamed to beg. I have decided what to do, so that when I am removed from management, people may receive me into their houses. So, summoning his master's debtors one by one, he said to the first, How much do you owe my master? A hundred measures of oil. He said, Take your bill, write it down, and write fifty. Then he said to another, How much do you owe? He said, A hundred measures of wheat. Take your bill and write eighty. The master commended the dishonest manager his shrewdness, for the sons of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than the sons of light. And I tell you, make friends for yourselves by means of unrighteous wealth, so that when it fails, they may receive you into the eternal dwellings. One who is faithful in very little is also faithful in much, and one who is dishonest in very little is also dishonest in much. If then you have not been faithful in the unrighteous wealth, who will entrust you to the true riches? And if you have not been faithful in that which is another's, who will give you that which is your own? No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. And the Pharisees, who were lovers of money, heard all these things, and they ridiculed him. And he said to them, You are those who justify yourselves before men, but God knows your hearts. For what is exalted above men is abomination in the sight of God. The law and the prophets were until John. 
Since then, the good news of the kingdom of God is preached, and everyone forces his way into it. But it is easier for heaven and earth to pass away than for one dot of the law to become void. Everyone who divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery. And he who marries a woman divorced from her husband commits adultery. There was a rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen, feasted scrumptiously every day, and at his gate was laid a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, who desired to be fed with what fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, even the dogs came and licked his sores. The poor man died and carried by the angels to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried in Hades, being in torment. He lifted up his eyes and he saw Abraham far off and Lazarus at his side. And he called out, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus to dip the end of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am in anguish in this flame. But Abraham said, Child, remember that you in your lifetime received your good things, and Lazarus in like manner bad things. But now he is comforted here, and you are in anguish. And besides all this, between you and us is a great chasm, in order that those who would pass from here to you may not be able, and none may cross from there to us. And he said, Then I beg you, Father, send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, so that he may warn them, lest they also come into this place of torment. But Abraham said, They have Moses and the prophets, let them hear. And he said, No, Father Abraham, but if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. And he said to them, If they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be convinced if someone should rise from the dead. And he said to his disciples, Temptations to sin are sure to come, but woe to the one through whom they come. It would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and were cast into the sea, that he should cause one of these to sin. Pay attention to yourselves. If your brother sins, rebuke him. If he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in the day and turns to you seven times saying, I repent, you must forgive him. The apostles said to the Lord, Increase our faith. And the Lord said, If you had faith like a grain of a mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, Be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Will any of you who has a servant plowing keeping sheep say to him when he's come in from the field, come at once and recline at the table. Will he not rather say to him, prepare supper for me and dress properly and serve me while I eat and drink and afterward you will eat and drink. Does he thank the servant because he did what was commanded? So you also, when you've done all that you were commanded, say we are unworthy servants. We have only done what was our duty. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. As I reflect upon the scriptures, I see that Jesus is sharing multiple parables in this passage. 
And at first glance, we might feel like they have nothing to do with each other. But as I reflect back on what he is saying, I believe he is reminding us of our relationship with not only each other, but also with God himself. 16, 1 through 12 focuses on our stewardship and what we are doing with his gospel. Are we as believers being good stewards of not only our physical blessings, but the truth and power of his word, the gospel? 13 through 18 reminds us that we will serve something while on this earth. God clearly reminds us that we cannot serve two masters. Here, he uses money and himself. But what idols are you serving? 19 through 31 uses a story of a rich man and a poor man, and the scene takes place in the afterlife. One is in hell, the other with Abraham or in heaven. Again, these passages clearly clearly remind us that only through true repentance in our heart comes eternal life, and our focus should be on earthly matters not earthly. Once we depart this life, we cannot make a change or impact others around us. We must do that now through the sharing of the gospel. And finally, 17, 1 through 10 is a beautiful example of how God shows mercy and forgiveness. And we too should be showing his character to those around us. The gospel is a beautiful story of God's love grace, and mercy to each of us. I encourage you this week to share it with someone and God to bless it as you do.
Oh God, we thank you for the reading of your word. I thank you that you use parables to help us understand your heart, your character, your truths, your love, your compassion. May I today focus on who you are. May I sit in your presence. May I worship you. And may you go with me throughout this day. For through our lives and by our prayers, may your kingdom come.